Welcome to You Are What You Love, your window into the future of spirituality. We're going to talk to you about your life and the evolution of your soul while we bring alive the essence of eternal truth. So here is your host, the author of You Are What You Love, Waishali. Welcome to another exciting adventure in You Are What You Love. And I'm Wishali, the wild child of the airwaves, the spiritual hostess with the wild woman mostess, the beyond karma queen of radio and literature. And as you know, I'm the author of the book, You Are What You Love. You know that from my shameless self-promotion. And I want to officially invite you to my website, Purple V, V is in violet, purplev.com. And you can enjoy experiencing the multimedia room where you can see the wild woman in all of her outrageous purple glory. We also have a photo gallery. You can even go to events and see a Wishali calendar month at a glance. It'll show you all the different radio shows that I'm doing, personal appearances, everything Wishali. And if you were listening last week, you know that I was joined by the lovely Linda Drake. And if you would like to hear shows that I do with Linda Drake, and you've also heard the show that I did with Stephen Maines and Melon Thomas, the man who died for an hour and a half. If you would like to listen to these archive shows, or you'd like to know when they're going to be on again, you can go to my website, Purple V. V is in very vivacious, purplev.com. Click on events, all things with Sholly, and check out the calendar. It'll give you all the information that you're looking for. And if you would like to get on my email list, once a week I send out a beautiful purple email with my lovely smiling face on it to let you know who's going to be on the show. And if you would like to receive an email, all you have to do is email me, V, V is in violet, V at purplev.com, and say, yo, wild woman, I want to be on your mailing list, and I will make it so. Well, this week we have a different call-in number than we did last week, just to shake you up and make sure you're paying attention. So let me start giving that number out now, because a wild woman's going to be taking calls again. You can reach me here in the studio at 800-314-9735. Again, to talk to the wild woman, and I'm going to be fielding any kinds of phone calls you have. You want to know about your life purpose. Maybe you feel like you're sabotaging your personal happiness or your growth somewhere. Maybe you want to understand more about what's a spiritual lesson behind some challenge that you're faced with right now. Call me at the studio, 800-314-9735. Again, that's 800-314-9735. 35. And I also want to invite you to go to youtube.com forward slash purple haze, haze as H A Z E press, youtube.com forward slash purple haze press. There you can see the Longinus trailer, which is a gorgeous animated flash animated trailer if you are just one of these kind of people that likes to see a thing of beauty find it a joy to behold you'll want to go to youtube.com forward slash purple haze press and see the launch in this trailer it is absolutely exquisite and will take your breath away there's also a number of videos of the wild woman in action wearing her various different purpled garments, doing her purple thing, and I know your life wouldn't be complete unless you got a little overexposure of the wild woman. I also want to remind you all that 
I have a new book coming out. That's right. If you woke up this morning and said, you know, I just can't get enough Wishali. I just can't get enough of the Wild Woman. I just can't get enough You Are What You Love. I'm so glad her show's on tonight. And I wish she had another book coming out. Well, I can make your dreams come true. My new book is going to be called Wisdom Rising, and it should be out in July. And what I like about Wisdom Rising is that it's a very easy-to-read, short, condensed version of wisdom. And what I have in Wisdom Rising is a number of chapters that stand alone on their own. And each chapter has a little jewel of wisdom. And the chapters are very easy to get through. They're somewhere between six pages, maybe eight at the very most. So it's fast, easy reading. It's entertaining, and I have a wide variety of wisdom. And what I'm looking for in a book about spirituality is I'm looking for a book that is comprehensive enough to address personal suffering, how I evolve, and uh, also could be the name of a great porno star. So if you're out there and you're in porno, please consider changing your name to Wisdom Rising. And that's the kind of enlightenment we're looking for here, is the kind that is comprehensive enough that you too could get from a porno star. I also want to remind you that you can join me. I am in the chat room. I am at the ctrchat.com. And you can join me in the chat room and you can text message me a message if you have that. So feel free to come to www.ctrchat.com. Dot com and meet me in this virtual space. I also want to remind you all that if you didn't get to call in in the past, you call or you called in and we didn't have time to address what your issues are, I do give individual sessions. And you can learn more about those by going to my website, Purple V, V is in Violet, purplev.com. Or you can email me, V at purplev.com, and I'll be happy to fill you in on the exciting details. And I can tell by my psychic connection that we have Jeff in Los Angeles. And why don't we bring Jeff on? It looks like Jeff is dealing with a relationship challenge. Jeff, are you there, my love? Yes. I've been seeing a woman for about two years, and about nine months ago, she informed me that she is a schizophrenic. Now, all along, I have felt that there were some little disconnects in our relationships, if you will. But at the same time, I, I have developed a connection with this person, and... I really can't tell or know. My, my instincts aren't really clear to me as to whether this is, you know, doomed to, to failure or destined for, to success. And part of me is saying, you know, walk away from this now. And at the same time, I feel like, well, maybe I have a spiritual responsibility as far as not abandoning a wounded comrade, although there's absolutely nothing I can do to make this person whole. If that's the, I felt that this person either cannot or will not go to another level. Well, you're absolutely right, Jeff. You you can't force or make her heal in any shape, way, or form. First thing I want to throw out there is uh, I'm not... Uh a medical practitioner of any kind. I'm not certified in a psychological profession, and I'm not professing to be. I'm a spiritual teacher. And most of the wisdom that I share, Jeff, comes from my favorite 18th century Swedish mystic, a man named Emanuel Swedenborg. And you probably heard me talk about him in the past. I refer to him as my boyfriend. And we know that he was voted by Stanford University to be one of the most brilliant people who ever lived. 
And one of the things that Swedenborg says is that schizophrenia, along with other clinically diagnosed mental conditions, is oftentimes a basically a spiritual ailment that has psychological symptoms that show up as schizophrenia. And that's why a lot of times people who seem to get a lot of counseling, maybe they get better, but they don't completely resolve their issue because it's it's not 100% a psychological issue. He says it does have a spiritual root to it. So let me address, there's a couple of things I want to address. The first thing I want to address is how you can respond to this as one spiritual being that is a force of love to another spiritual being who is a force of love, i.e. your girlfriend. First of all, what I want to put on the table is that we're not our hair. We're not our bank account. We're not a medical diagnosis. We existed before those things and will exist long after. And what's really useful is when you think about her and you look at her you in your heart experience her as beyond this diagnosis and you hold the space and the quality of love that you share with her that she is beyond this and you don't see her as damaged or dysfunctional and that's not the quality of love that you're bringing to the table because that has spiritual value and it has spiritual power and it will if this is a psychological illness that is really rooted in a spiritual imbalance, it will absolutely profoundly help her on a spiritual level. The other thing I might suggest on a more practical vein, Jeff, my love, is does she have somebody that she is seeing now for therapy? No, she's uh, her medication. You, you, you wouldn't know. She's on medication and she does not have therapy. Okay. Um, this particular illness a member of my family has been diagnosed with this illness, so I understand this illness. And I also understand that part of the challenge is that not all of people with this diagnosis, but uh, some of them at some point just stop taking their med- medication. They just refuse to. I, it's, I'm not quite sure why they do that. Maybe they think everything is going well and they don't need it anymore. But this has been with a family member that we've been dealing with. They're on again and off again and on again and off again. What I might suggest on a more practical vein is finding a counselor that you can go to and that you go as a couple and you go to share what it is that you're going through as a couple. It, let's say, for example, your girlfriend was a type 1 diabetic. You might go to a counselor and part of what you would talk about is how the diabetes affects your relationship. It affects it on a dietary level. You're concerned about her eyesight and what dynamics does that bring into your relationship so that you understand what are the parameters that are being introduced to you to be a responsible partner. And this is no different, whether it's type 1 diabetes or some other medical condition, to go and get a counselor and say, this is where we're at. This is what we're dealing with, what's involved, and get an assessment from somebody that can give you more in-depth than what I can give you in a few minutes on radio. They can talk to her. They can get what her history is. They can give you an idea of how advanced it is, how not advanced it is, and what might be pitfalls to this type of relationship that if you're just conscious of and you're aware of, you'll have the tools that you need to create a loving relationship and grow beyond these issues. But I wouldn't do this alone. I would seek out uh, somebody that can give good uh, 
counseling to both of you that has some understanding of this illness, has some history with it, that can just explain what the dance is so that you're not going into this dance not knowing what the steps are, not knowing when the song is supposed to dip and spin and twirl, so that you become comfortable with this because knowledge is power. And when you become armed with understanding what it is that you're dealing with, then you can move into this, not just intellectually, but with a full and open heart because you have confidence in what the situation is and what's required of you and whether it's something you feel comfortable fulfilling. Mm. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeff. And all our love to you and your girlfriend, sweetheart. And know that we join with you and seeing her as perfect divine love and absolutely nothing else. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you, my love. And I want to remind you all that you, too, can call in and talk to the wild one. You're welcome to call me in the studio. The number here is 800-314-9735. Again, the hotline to Moshali, the wild woman, is 800-314-9735. And... I believe we actually have another caller. We have Chris from North Hollywood. And it looks like Chris has got some career issues. So why don't we go ahead and bring Chris on. Chris, are you there, darling? Yeah, hi. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm outrageously blessed, Chris, but then that's my totally rocking job. Good. Um, Anyway, the issues I have are that my life has been very much financially in the doldrums the past four years, and I have two career goals, but things just have been very stagnant for me. Um, It's partly because of some choices I've made, but um, I need some guidance, um, some counseling, spirituality, some guidance, and maybe maybe you could help me me give me some pointers, some insights. Okay, sweetheart. When I went to look at this intuitively, what's going on, what your psycho-spiritual consciousness habit is that most needs our conversational attention. This is what I got, my darling. And and forgive me, I'm very circuitous kind of girl. i got to take the whole scenic route before I get to the point. So forgive me, it it seems like I'm I'm digressing, but I'll actually come to the point. Okay. There are healthy and functional purposes for memory and then there are unhealthy dysfunctional uses of memory and on the turning to the Vedantic tradition the eastern form of psychology from India what they say is that healthy memory what it's designed to do is help us focus on truthful things that are life sustaining and life useful for example it's useful to remember how to get dressed, how to drive your car, how to make a three-minute egg, how to feed yourself, how to perform simple personal hygiene tasks. Those things are useful and and needed. So that would be a useful and healthy function of memory in a mundane way. In a spiritual way, we're here, all of us are here collectively on the planet for one thing, and that's to grow. And that's to grow beyond any limitation to grow beyond our stories, that we didn't do it right, that we're not good enough, that things aren't going to work out for us, to grow beyond our memories of where we were disappointed, of where things didn't work out the way that we would have liked them to or we intended to. And oftentimes what we do is we focus on 
our hurts and our pains and our disappointments instead of focusing on our creativity and focusing on our resilience. And first thing I want to say is that what I was getting is that there's a tendency for your memory to be replaying or reliving scenarios that aren't in your best interest, that don't take you to the creative place that you are seeking to go. And, and my, my favorite mystic, Emanuel Swedenborg, when people would come to him, Chris, and they would say, look, dude, you are like so enlightened and you're so hip and you're so groovy and you're so cool. Like, dude, how did you do this? How did you become like this awesome, enlightened guy? And he would say, you know, it's not a doing thing. If it was a doing thing, every workaholic would have reached enlightenment. It's not a doing thing. It's a remembering and a forgetting thing. It's remembering, Chris, that you don't have love. You are love. And no one and no thing on this planet has the power to change that. And as love, you don't have the power to create a learning experience that you do not need. Everything that you're creating is exactly what you need, when you need it, to move forward, to grow in the fastest, most efficient way that you can. Your job is to stop doubting yourself, stop second-guessing, stop wondering, could've, would've, stop shooting all over yourself, and to say, I'm creating what I need, when I need it, because as a force of love, I simply don't have the power to do anything else. I want you to retrain your nervous system that it can rely on you to focus on what is truthful about your power, what is your authentic worth is based on. When our memories have a tendency to go back and relive these things that our ego is labeling a failure or a disappointment, our ego doesn't understand the evolution of our soul. It, it's not supposed to. That's not its function. It will never get that. But when we go back and let the ego label these things, we lose a tremendous amount of energy. And you need that energy for manifesting where you want to go next. And when we give our ego free reign to tyrannize us, not only do we lose a tremendous amount of energy, my love, but we train our nervous system that it can't depend on us because we could take it to a place that's limiting and stressful and paralyzing. And we came here to the earth to practice not doing that, to remembering that there's nothing in it for us to do that, to claim I've learned everything that I need to from that bad habit. What I'm choosing to learn from now is that I'm a powerful force of love. I'm going to trust in myself and I'm choosing to learn which direction I move in by trusting in myself as a force of love and letting go of these old memories, letting go of this inner dialogue and letting a new Chris emerge because it's your time, sweetheart. It is your time. It's your choice. Is this making sense to you, Angel? Yes, it is. Excellent, Chris. I want you to rock on, darling. And I want you to know that myself and everyone else who's listening is joining with me and seeing you in your power, sweetheart, and that's the only story we have about you, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you. You bet, Angel. Okay. Rock on, baby cakes. 
I want to remind you all, I'm Wishali, the wild child of the airwaves, the spiritual hostess with the wild woman mostess. And I want to remind you that you too can call into the studio and talk to the wild one, the beyond karma queen of radio and literature. I'm not a medical intuitive. I don't give out medical information. And I'm not a trained psychiatric counselor. I'm a spiritual teacher, and I'm here to address your issues from a spiritual point of view. And I want to invite you to go to my website, Purple V, V as in violet, purplev.com, where you can learn about my book, You Are What You Love, which is based on the teachings of my favorite 18th century mystic, Emanuel Swedenborg. And if Emanuel Swedenborg is piquing your interest right now, which it should, I want to encourage you to Google Swedenborg, but I want to make sure that you do that when you have a hefty chunk of time on your hands because once you Google him, you will be sitting in front of your computer for a long time. He's a most amazing person, wrote over 35 volumes on the nature of the spiritual world. And I want to also remind you all that if you would like to get on my email list, we send out a beautiful purple email once a week that lets you know who's going to be on the show. You can email me at v, v is in violet, v at purplev.com and say, hey, wild one, want to get on your email list or email me and say yo wild thing beyond karma queen i want more information about your individual sessions feel free to email me and i will get back to you and i want to remind you all that there is visual fun waiting for you at youtube.com forward slash purple haze press and that's purple and haze h-a-z-e press youtube.com forward slash purple haze press go there enjoy visually consume and again if you would like to talk to the wild woman i'm here at the studio you can reach me at 800-314-9735 again it's 800-314-9735 and i see that we have the lovely jeffrey from los angeles on the line hello there darling it's, hey. it's uncle jeffrey <laughs> hi uncle jeffrey how are you Honey, I'm okay if I just stay in the moment. Don't project. <laughs> Staying in the moment, that is definitely a remembering and a forgetting mastery, isn't it? Remembering to stay in the moment it's and just, forgetting all those other distractions. I, um, I'm one of these people. I have a big uh, Saturn influence in my chart, and it's actually in my chart it's a good one, but he, you know, pushes me, and I get enormous lessons, and I, I, I came this close to becoming homeless twice in the last year, and was also, also, you know, declared bankruptcy, and I just now, people who know me say, you, Jeffrey, you always land on your feet. I'm a, I'm a sing, a talented singer and comic and, uh, and I just, you know, restabilized and now I find that my tenant in New York is moving out early. So, of course I had a panic attack. And, I have nine weeks to, to pull together extra money. What I'm making right now is just going to pay the bill. And I don't, I don't know how this is going to happen. I have a car I have to fix up and sell. And, you know, I am taking actions. But today I just 
before I called you, I, I just said, I, I, I've got to take a break. I've been working all week. Okay. So anyway, that's the scoop from Uncle Jeffrey. Okay, Uncle <laughs> Jeffrey. Well, fortunately, there are worse problems to have than an apartment in New York to rent. That is a very in-demand area to rent. So there are worse problems to have than that. But I want to go back and I want to address some of these things that you shared with me, Jeffrey. The first thing that I want to uh, address is that there are there are probably some people that are listening that heard your sharing and said, you got Saturn. What, 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 is he talking about his car? He drives a Saturn? So I, I want to do a little clarification because you're talking about an astrological influence of the, Sat the planet Saturn. That's Vedic. Yes, that's absolutely Vedic. And let me tell you my understanding of the planet Saturn and why people associate it with a planet of great difficulties and great pain and great challenges. Because every planet has a gift, a wisdom, a lesson that it wishes to impart to us. And this is the gift, the wisdom, the lesson of the planet Saturn. It's about unconditionality, unconditionally being present, unconditionally focusing on the fact that your value and your power and worth isn't your job, it isn't your apartment, it's that you are a force of love. You are divine consciousness right now, here experiencing itself in a subjective reality. And why Saturn is so hard is because the last thing that people want to do is accept what's going on in their life as working for them. They don't want to accept what is right now unconditionally. They've got a problem with it. And I want to step back for a moment and I want to deepen this, Jeffrey. This is actually something I go, uh, I write about in my book, You Are What You Love, quite a bit. And in Vedantic psychology, it's not based on rats and mazes and monkeys pushing bars and salivating dogs. It's based on people who reached enlightenment that then turned around to look at the unenlightened mind and see what holds it together. And if I want to learn about psychology, I want to learn about somebody who got themselves out of the biggest pitfalls in life, not somebody who's looking at how a rat in a maze does it. And this is what they say. They say that we all have two forms of consciousness. The first form of consciousness we don't actually have, we are. And it's divine love. That is your spiritual identity, Jeffrey, is right. that you are divine love with dignity and purpose. And your job is to remember that unconditionally, no matter what the world throws at you. And when you don't, Saturn says, well, you wouldn't remember it before. Let me throw this at you. Will you do it now? Will you do it now? And it'll constantly keep throwing things at you until you say, okay, I get it. I'm going to advocate to my divinity. That's why it's so challenging. This is the other thing that Vedantic psychology says. The second form of consciousness is an ego, and we inherit our ego. And the same way you inherited your physical body from your physical parents, so you have a physical vehicle for interacting in the physical world, you inherit your ego because, Jeffrey, my love, your divine consciousness. There's nothing tiny or minutia about you. You don't have a form of intelligence stupid enough to know how to make a three-minute egg. That's why you've been inherited, been given an ego when you come here because it's a tiny form of consciousness for solving teeny tiny problems in a teeny tiny world. That's why our ego 
will always tell us negative limiting things because the ego doesn't recognize our spiritual identity. It doesn't recognize our life purpose. It doesn't recognize our value and power and worth because those are unlimited, infinite things. And the ego is a teeny tiny form of consciousness for teeny tiny problems in a teeny tiny world. And this is what Vedantic psychology says. This is fascinating. They say that the ego is so limited that it fails to exist without us giving it our attention. Exactly. It, it's like a mirage. The moment that you stop giving it your attention, it disappears. And they, they refer to the unenlightened mind as like a circus tent. And when we let the ego run our life and tell us what our value, power, and worth is, tell you that you're not going to be able to fix the car, tell you that you're not going to be able to rent the apartment, because all these, all these limiting things are listening from the wrong form of intelligence. You're not listening to your spiritual identity. You're listening to your ego, because the ego is a limited form of consciousness that knows limiting things. Your spiritual identity, Jeffrey, would never tell you anything limiting. Because it doesn't know anything living. It is simply incapable of it. So what Vedantic psychology says is that when we listen to our ego, it's like this big circus tent that's pumped up. And you've got all this three-wing drama going on. You've got the smell of animal waste in the air. You've got thrills and chills and people falling from trapezes. And they say that there are ways to shut the doors to the ego. So all that hot air is no longer pushed into the tent and it simply collapses and they refer to enlightened people's mind as being like a collapsed shell that puffed up circus tent has been completely collapsed and everything its entire contents has been removed and the way that you do that is you recognize which form of consciousness is talking to you at any given moment when your spiritual identity is talking to you and when your ego is talking to you and there comes a point on our road to spiritual maturity when you've got to take your mind back and you've got to say to the ego I'm not asking you what I should be wearing I'm not trying to balance my checkbook right now I'm not solving a temporal problem in the temporal world I'm solving a relationship problem and all relationship problems are eternal and Vedantic psychology Jeffrey says you don't have to take our word for it that all relationship problems are eternal you can prove it to yourself just ask yourself, will I always be in relationship with myself, or will that change? And when you hear yourself say, no, I'll always be in relationship with myself, you've heard yourself say that any relationship is an eternal problem. So you're looking at relationships with money, which always boils down, always, always, Jeffrey, boils down to an issue on a spiritual level with your value, your power and your worth and when you're right. letting the ego define your value power and worth when you're letting your ego tell you you didn't do it right and you're not good enough you have misplaced wisdom you're not coming from the power that is your birthright that is your potential as a force of love you're not operating out of your spiritual identity which is empowering which is the only intelligence large enough to solve some of the dynamic problems that you've been sharing with me. So the first thing that I want to recommend, sweetheart, is that you take a look at what you're doing with your mind. 
and how much of your life have you trained the ego to tyrannize you and run you down a fear-based street with a fear-based story to a fear-based conclusion because the ego feeds off of unhappiness that is the ego's favorite food and when oh, it yeah. distra distracts your attention and takes you to an unhappy place it's literally taking a straw and sticking it in your psyche and sucking deeply so you can tell my love how badly you're getting bitch slapped from the ego by how much of your life is spent in an unhappy place and your job is to take it back and apparently from what you know about Vedic psychology the way that you agreed to do that before you came here was through the mastery of being love unconditionally and what that tells me Jeffrey my love is that you are not a spiritual 101 being you've been here many times you wouldn't have been given permission to take on a lesson like this if you didn't have a great deal of spiritual chutzpah already behind you but you've got to actualize it you can't let the ego rob you of it and distract you and take you to an unhappy place because you didn't come here to the planet earth to build a monument to the power of unhappiness with your life you didn't come here to be one more sentient being that makes the planet earth a depository for unhappiness you came here sweetheart to be a force of love I gotta tell you I have on more than one occasion teetered on hopelessness uh, excuse me on homelessness and on medical bankruptcy legal bankruptcy medical uh, regular bankruptcy I mean there's an, one kind of suffering out there that you can't run by me that I probably haven't already danced with and I gotta tell you the way that I moved beyond it every single time had to do with what I was giving my attention to and how I defined myself and how I saw myself and whether I saw life here as raping and pillaging and plundering me or whether I saw it as here to serve me to enlighten me and to move me forward and your job is to see that everything on this planet is working for you unconditionally because you are divine love and that means that you rule and you rock but only you can make that your story only you can prevent forest fires my darling is this making any sense oh my my guru is not a fake guru he's Wayne Dyer's guru and if he were listening he'd probably send you roses because everything you said is right on and it's like an adjustment for me and I realize that the divine mind you have the choice, okay, you, you observe that the ego's yapping away now, okay, it's time for the ego to just shut up, and you just jump into the divine mind, and that's where all the miracles happen. And that's because that's where your identity is, that's where your value and your power and your worth and your self-actualization is. And um, I just want to say you're an amazing, loving being of light, and I am so grateful. Thank you, sweetheart. And, and this is with my clothes on. <laughs> and listen, if you ever want to see me sing, I'm on a website, totalpopstar.com, and you can put in Jeffrey. Shonert, S-H-O-N-E-R-T, 
and you can see me sing Jeffrey Schonert on TotalPopStar.com. Great, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And know that when you're singing, you're practicing finding your voice because that's the spiritual practice behind singing. So it gives you an opportunity to find your voice. And I'm suggesting that uh, you and I join in a chorus that when you find your voice, what we're singing, our Greek chorus line is, I don't have love, I am love. And no one and no thing on this planet has the power to change that. You rock. You rock, my love. And I want you to know that myself and all the people that are listening are visualizing you, seeing you in your power, knowing that you rock, and may you experience all the abundance that is your birthright and keep focusing on what you are wanting and not what you are not wanting and sit down and have a good talk with your ego and tell yourself that you are learning from having good faith in yourself now and from now on your mantra is what else can go right and you're letting go of what else can go wrong because it isn't working for you God bless you right back at you and lots of love and sparkles thank you Angel I will always take that a couple of snaps for my friend Jeffrey yay Thank you, my darling. You rock on, sweetheart. And I want to remind you all, I'm Wishali, the wild child of the airwaves. I'm the author of You Are What You Love and the new book, Wisdom Rising. That'll be out in July. And like You Are What You Love, the book will have a fabulous purple cover and it will be printed in purple ink because I am that way. And if you would like to see how I am that way, you are invited to go to the website, purplev.com. V is in violet. It is the most beautiful purple website in all of internet land. And you can visit the multimedia room where you can see the purple woman and her purple glory and many purple outfits doing her purple thing. I also want to remind you that you can learn more about the individual sessions I give people. They're called self-emergence sessions. And the work that we do here on the air is just a way of giving you a preview, a peek into what those self-emergence sessions are like. And you can learn more about those by going to my website, purplev.com. You can always email me, v at purplev.com, if you have a question about the sessions or if you'd like to get on my email list. And I want to give out the number here at the studio. If you had a question you wanted to ask the wild woman, you're welcome to do that at 800 314 97 35. Again, the hotline to the wild one here is 800-314-9735. And if there's something that you wanted more spiritual enlightenment about, there's something that you're going through and you want to understand a spiritual perspective on it, maybe you want to get some insight as to how you're sabotaging yourself, your personal happiness or your growth, Feel free to give the wild woman a call. That's why Divine Love and Wisdom put my goofy butt out here on the planet, is to talk about these things. And you can do that at 800-314-9735. And uh, back to the website, v at purplev.com is my email. And purplev.com is the website. And I want to encourage you to go to purplev.com and click on Events. There you'll get a month-at-a-glance look at my calendar, and it will tell you all the different things that I'm doing. I've had some exciting guests on in the past, Linda Drake, Stephen Maines, Mellon. He was a man that died for over an hour and a half and came back, and we did a, 
interview with him on the show. And if you would like to hear some of these shows, interview uh, you can email me at v at purplev.com, and I'll tell you how you can download those archive shows and listen to them for absolute, absolutely free. Or if you want to talk to me, I have a voicemail number you can reach me at, which is 239-513-3313. So if you wanted to leave a message about a session, about the email list, you can call me at 239-513-3313. However, if you'd like to ask me a question here in the studio tonight, there's still time. You can reach me at 800-314-9735. And I'm finishing up my book, Wisdom Rising. And the last chapter in the book that I'm writing is a chapter called Unconventional spiritual teachers. And I've been spending a lot of time today looking at Bill Hicks on YouTube because Bill Hicks and Lenny Bruce are two of my most favorite unconventional spiritual teachers. And there may be plenty of you out there that are thinking, Lenny Bruce and Bill Hicks, those were stand-up comics. Those, those guys aren't spiritual teachers. Well, I know that in the outer world, the role that they played, the job status that they might have filled out on a 1040 said that they were stand-up comics. But truly, these men were spiritual teachers. And there's actually a lot of interviews with them where they acknowledge being spiritual teachers. They were aware of that. They knew that comedy was simply the medium that they were using to do their spiritual teaching through. And comedy is a great medium because when you're laughing, you got the ego slightly off to the side. There's some receptivity and there's some openness. And there's some very interesting points of view that Bill Hicks was talking about. And he has this metaphor for life. And I wanted to share it with you. It's going to be in my book because this metaphor for life is truly, truly brilliant. And this is what he says. The world is like a ride in an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are. And the ride goes up and down and round and round and it has thrills and chills and it's very brightly colored and it's very loud. And it's fun for a while. Some people have been on it for a long time and they begin to question, is this real or is it just a ride? And other people remember and they come back to us and they say, hey, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Ever. Because this is just a ride. And you know what we do with those people? We kill those people. Shut them up. We've got a lot invested in this ride. Shut them up. Look at the furrows of my worry. Look at my big bank account. Look at my family. This has to be real. But it's just a ride. But we always seem to kill those good guys that try and tell us that. You ever notice that? And we let the demons run amok. But it doesn't matter. Because it's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort. No work. No job. No savings of money. A choice. Right now. Between love and fear. The eyes of fear 
want you to put bigger locks on your door, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead want us to see us all as one. And here's what we can do to the change the world right now, to make it a better ride. Take all that money that we're spending on weapons and defense each year and instead put it on feeding and clothing and educating the poor of the world, which it would many times over. Not one human being excluded. And we could explore space together, both inner and outer, forever in peace. And that, my friends, is the amazing Bill Hicks, unconventional spiritual teacher. And I see that we have the lovely Christopher, who's very patiently been waiting from West Hollywood. Why don't we bring the lovely Christopher on? Lovely Christopher, are you still there, my friend? Yes, hi. Hi, sweetheart. What can I do for you? Um, I've been with my partner for eight years, and earlier this year he moved out. Um, we're, we're still sort of together. We're going to couples counseling, um, but I'm wondering where this is going, whether it's worth it. And, you know, should I, should I go the extra mile to, to try to make this work? Or, and if so, what should be my approach? Okay, sweetheart. Uh, right now, are, are you, you still have a, uh, a, a working relationship, but it's, it's stressed? Uh, yes. Okay. The first thing that I want to say, my love, is that no amount of love is ever wasted. And okay. it's useful to take an inventory on the situation and look at what about the relationship is healthy and what about the relationship is unhealthy. And what's useful is to look at if you are in investing more in a relationship that is unhealthy for you than is healthy for you. And to negotiate, if your partner is open, how to make this relationship healthier. And that's what the whole venue of the counseling is. And the first thing that's got to happen is if you feel that there's more fear coming up in you, then there is a choice to show up and explore this relationship in a loving context. You need to be honest about that. And you need to look at what your fears are and you need to put them on the table in counseling because this, is, this isn't really about whether you stay together or you don't stay together. What this is really about is you and it's about your personal growth and that this is an opportunity for you to do an inner exorcism on the fears that keep you from showing up and connecting to people deeply and authentically. This is about you tearing down the walls that keep you in check so that your life is protected, so that it's insulated, but it's not reaching its potential. This is about you learning about who you are and what your boundaries are and are you speaking for them? Are you advocating for them? Are you in your integrity? Is this making sense? Uh, yeah, I think so. And right now you're approaching this from a point of view of, are we going to get, get back together again? Is this going to work? And I'm, I'm suggesting from a spiritual point of view that that's not how you look at this. That you look at this from a point of view of you have an opportunity to look at yourself in action, 
to find out where you sabotage yourself in relationship, to find out where you're afraid to be intimate, to find out where it is that you are not getting the most out of your life, where you are getting in your own way. Don't make it about him. Don't make it about a future possible moment. Make it about you being the best you that you can be by learning about yourself. And this relationship simply gives you the vehicle, the opportunity to do that. Okay, and how do I do that? You focus on you, sweetheart, by getting in touch with what your truth is, by looking at where you're holding or withholding, by you taking accountability for what you're bringing to this relationship or what you're not bringing to it and not making it about anybody else but you. We've got, this is it, honey, I've got 30 more seconds, so bless you with this. Feel free to call me back. I want to let people know that if you did not get in or if you have more questions, you can always email me, v at purplev.com. I give individual sessions where we can explore these more deeply. This is just to give you purple V voyeurism so that you can see the wild woman in action, so you can understand that the resource is here for you. And you would do that by going to purplev.com. And and you will explore the most beautiful purple website in all of Internet land. Check out events. Check out my other radio shows. You can learn about them by going to purplev.com. And every Saturday, same bat time, same bat channel, the wild woman comes back here. We get on the air and we do it again. And until we do, until next week, rock on, babies. You've been listening to You Are What You Love with author Waishali. To order Waishali's book, You Are What You Love, or to schedule a private self-emergent session with Waishali, visit youarewhatyoulove.com. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you are what you love, and you love whatever you give your attention to. So love wisely.